All right, welcome to the first podcast that we're going to be doing long form. So this is something that I've actually been having in my head for a while. And that is a long form, just completely uninterrupted podcast where I'm going to be talking about a couple of points. I got an entire document, to be honest, that is probably, I don't know, 15, 20 pages of podcast material that I've taken from other books, other podcasts, other YouTube videos. And I want to dispel a couple of myths within not only the personal development, but also just getting a better life. And for me, most of these things I've actually tested on myself. So it's not like we're walking into this blind, number one. Number two is the actual long form I've been thinking about for probably since like 2017, when I started seeing Grant Cardone do it, Joe Rogan, a bunch of these guys that say were popular on Instagram or Facebook, and then they moved it to YouTube, and then we noticed that YouTube long form is very good, then you had Jordan Peterson and a bunch of other people. So for me is that this long form is gonna be more free flowing. We're gonna have a bunch of points, I have five. I know I said four in the title, we have four in a bonus, that's the best way to put it. They're about 30 to 45 minutes, you can watch this here on Instagram or YouTube live each week, once a week, maybe twice a week, depends how the, the pitter pat of the heart desires. And then we're also gonna be putting it up on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, all the other jazz. So wherever you want to actually watch it, you watch it. This is episode one. It's gonna be a free flowing, leave your comments. If you have any, if you have any questions, leave them as well. So we're just gonna hop right into it, you know? And this is something that I've been thinking about not only for a while to do more of a long form podcast, free flowing kind of ad libbing, but it's also, I do things, the way that I do things is a little bit different because, you know, I was talking to someone, I was at a Tony Robbins event last year and, and someone was just not happy with the entire event. They weren't getting much out of it. It was day two, they spent a lot of money getting down their flights, hotels, the ticket a lot of time off of work and things like that. You know, the, the actual cost of time and money was just not adding up. And I asked them a simple question of what, what is one thing over the last two days that you've gotten out of it? You know, like what people think of reading a book or watching a YouTube video or a podcast is they're gonna get this overarching, just life trans, transformational thing this idea that will just transform them. But what I've noticed over, what, what am I, 36, and I've been doing this since 22, so 14 years of personal development is that I just wanna get one thing that recoups my costs. That's it. And the reason being is that if I get one thing from, I'll give you an example. I'm going to a Tom Ferry event. Tom Ferry does real estate coaching. That's the coaching system that I use for business and real estate and whatnot. And he does an event every single year. There's two events every single year. One is only coaching members and the other one is open to the public. What I noticed is that when I go to the one open to the public, there's a lot of selling for his programs and things like that. That's nothing new in the personal development realm. What I did notice is that when you go and see him is there's usually one nugget that he's completely forward thinking on. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it all the time is that he's this forward-thinking guy. He knows exactly what's going to be happening in the marketplace, and he's just, he's he's been very well in that, you know, say, predicting what's going to happen. Notre Dame is at best. What I noticed is that it's good, and he's good at it, I guess. I haven't really paid attention over the last couple of years to Gary Vaynerchuk, but I know with Tom Ferry is that he has been right on a lot of things. And if that nugget gets placed in my head, and then 
through the next couple of months, I started hearing things around that one nugget. So he said, video, video is a big deal. Everyone knows it's a big deal, but in 2014, 2015, when Instagram was maybe just starting out, maybe when did they start? Facebook was barely mobile at the time. But he said, you gotta hit podcasting and you gotta hit video. Those are two separate, totally different mediums. One is just listening and the other one is listening and video. Okay, just listening has been around for, what, almost 100 years where you have a radio station or you have a host and then you could listen, the whole family would get around, and then the whole family would get around the TV in the 50s and the 60s, there was only a couple of channels, and now there's an infinite amount of channels in your car, channels on your phone, channels on your computer, channels of listening, watching, and all these things. And what I notice is that when you have one idea and it germinates, around other ideas after the seed is planted. So he'll plant the seed of video. I'll come back to New York and then I'll start to notice it. You know, obviously everyone talks about the RAS, reticular activation system. And for me, what I've noticed is that if I have one seed, I don't know if it's gonna germinate then or it's gonna germinate in the future, but I go, that's interesting. That's interesting, this guy who runs an organization with thousands of people underneath him, from coaches to actual people that are coaching with him, he's worth, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 million, I have no idea, but he's done pretty well investment-wise in real estate and companies. If he's saying that's important, that means he's eliminated everything else, okay? And that's what I, the biggest problem that I have with a lot of people that enter the personal development space, or at least, start listening to it is they want this transformational moment and it doesn't happen. There's no quantum leap. I, I, I read this book, it was, it was Q2 or something, like quantum two. And what I noticed is that people in the book that read it were like, there's this exponential just moment in life that just happens. And for some, maybe, but that shouldn't be the goal. Not only should that not be the goal, that should not really be talked about because that happens to such a few amount of people that it's not even really a data set. The data set is that you keep on doing the path of consistency, you're gonna get into shape or you're going to get smart or you're going to get rich or you're going to get a better career. And what I noticed is, what's his name from Power of Hab or um, Atomic Habits, is he talks about this. He goes, listen, if you go to the gym every single day, Okay, I don't know when you're gonna get into shape, but you will get into shape. I don't know if it's gonna be month three, month six, week two, you know, year two, but you're gonna, if you're consistent, you will get into shape. And it's the exact same thing with personal development is that I look back at a couple of my older videos and I go, wow, that guy was, I don't know what was going on with that guy. He's not, he's not up to par. But what I noticed is that I don't notice my own progress. And it's the same thing with what I'm about to go over is that these things will not be life changing, okay? I'm not gonna change your life on this video. However, if you keep on watching and if you keep on listening, it will change your life. And the reason being is that I'm essentially taking 500, 600, 700 books, I have no idea, $200,000 at least the personal development courses, 14 years and dialing it down and kind of throwing away the trash. And I'm throwing away the trash based on things that I've actually done. Okay, so this is not only, honestly, I wish I had, you know, I, I would say I did have it, you know, with Tony Robbins, but a lot of his material you have to pay for, not a lot of it is online. You have to pay for the CD or the course or whatever. And to be honest, a lot of it was actually filmed 
1990 or the early 2000s, and so much has changed between how much stimulus comes into our life. And this isn't like a one, two, three, I'm gonna keep on going, then we're gonna shut off the video. Again, this is gonna be a free-flowing conversation. But what I did notice is that when Tony Robbins puts out something, the, the one thing that he did say that was very important, and a lot of people have reiterated since, is that the only thing you have is attention. That is it. Your, imagine your eyes, which they are, are a spotlight, okay? And it's rendering an image, it's rendering reality. You know, I was, I was going for a run today and I was listening to, what podcast was it? I forgot what podcast it was. It was actually uh, Donald Miller who wrote many books, very good books, by the way. Donald Miller, highly recommended. He was on Lewis House. And it's an older podcast, like two months old. And he was talking about it, and I was running away from the city on the pier on the West Side Highway this morning, and I was ending my run, 45-minute zone one run, and he said something miraculous, and I had this weird, just out-of-body moment. I've, I've, I've actually had it in hockey a lot, where I feel like there's like a helicopter above, and I'm not in my body, but I'm witnessing my body, or I'm witnessing me. And... The world is still happening, but it is a weird, weird feeling. And I went on Google and I've actually noticed that a lot of people have actually experienced this. There's names for it. But I had that when I was running, which is we're just a bunch of germs running around on a rock that's just flying through space at an insane speed and circling a sun of a gas ball that's about to explode in a couple of billion or million years. And you really put that into perspective. You know, watching people walk their dog and run or walk or do yoga or lift weights or sitting there on the bench reading because it was a pretty good, pretty nice morning out. And you just say, we're all living this life. And wherever we put our attention is literally our life. Because wherever we put our attention is what we value most. And whether you're religious or not, there's a, Jordan Peterson talks about it in Bishop Barron, I'm Catholic. Bishop Barron talks about it, is that whatever you put as the highest value is essentially your God or your idol, okay? So that idol, you know, false idols could be Netflix. It could be sugar. It could be drinking. It could be partying. It could be Miami. It could be traveling. It could be whatever. But people, wherever you put your attention is what you value most, and it seems interesting but a lot of people say i value whatever exercise good relationships being a good mother being a good father they value that they say they value that but where are they putting their attention because where they put their attention is actually the highest value that you can go and once you really get that it freedom only comes from eliminating about 99% of the things in life. Okay, I was thinking about this this morning when I came back from my run, is that too many people care about too many things. Or everybody cares about too many things. Like, there's only a select number of things that really should matter in your life. Okay? And everything else doesn't matter. You know, I was talking to someone this morning after I came back, and and someone didn't come out onto a appointment. Didn't even cancel, didn't even say anything. I was at the building for 15, 20 minutes, took an hour out of my time, and I called someone, they, they you know, 
just started a family and whatnot. And what I, what I noticed is that I, I was thinking about it during, as I was coming out of this, you know, last two years, which haven't been easy on myself and it hasn't been easy on a lot of people. But what I noticed is that I cannot, I must literally hold myself accountable to not scrolling through any Instagram or any social media unless it's moving me forward. And the reason being is that I just see this clear narrative that's being pushed of chaos. It's, it's very anti-evolution, anti-science on living a good life, okay? Living a content life, not a good life, but a content life or a good life. And it's just pushing, as I've said in other videos, hook up with whoever you want, be with whoever you want, eat whatever you want, spend as much as you can. And it's this, this, this chaos that is created. And when there's no boundaries, you believe anything. You know, a lot of people on social media just also believe that everything is nurture. In other words, biology doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about the internal systems of how you evolved. And I'll definitely be going into that into the future because I've been really thinking about that for a number of years. There's a lot of science behind it, a lot of data that talks about how to live a good life. It's, it's, it's actually pretty straightforward. It's not complicated. It's really just being A, consistently, and B, eliminating everything else. The bad TV, social media, bad people in your life you know, getting out of relationships. You know, one of the videos that I'm gonna make after this is the decision to actually get out of many of the things that I didn't wanna be in. I didn't know where to go, but I just knew where I was was not it. So the, so the first decision was to get out of what I didn't want, okay? First job, 29, I'm sorry, 2009, out of college, at Oppenheimer Funds, financial institution, the world is collapsing at that time. I, didn't, I was not happy. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I was going to go. But I just said, this is not it. My brother said, this is a stupid idea because the world is collapsing. No one has jobs. No one has homes. Everyone's in foreclosure. But I just knew at Oppenheimer Funds, I was not happy. So it's the same thing with yourself is that you have to understand what you don't like. And you have to actively avoid doing that. Because as much as we want to go hedonistically towards the value or where our attention puts us, we also have to just withdraw attention from the things, not only that are just hurting us, we already know what's hurting us, but as important is what we don't actually like. You know, I, there's a lot of things that I noticed that I don't like being hungover. So how do I not be hungover? I don't go out the night before, I don't drink too much, I don't go on too many dates, things like that. There's, there's a series of events that leads up to things that you don't like, okay? And a lot of us still do it but they're not aware of it. And, okay, and honestly, the first thing that I wrote down here is that things happen for me. And you have to be aware of it. Things happen for me, okay? They don't happen to you, this is a Tony Robbins quote, but they happen for you. And the reason I say that is that it is up to you to change it. No one is gonna come and save you, okay? This is just a, a 101 from this morning of Donald Miller is that there's two types of people. Things happen to the people and they can become a villain, which means I'm going to go out and um, do the same that happened to me on other people, okay? Or the victim, which means that I need to be saved. I need to be guided. I have no control over my life. Both of them are negative. The other two positives is a guide, which you guide other people, and a hero, 
which means that I'm going to go out on my own journey. Okay. We here at this YouTube channel, we want to be building guides and heroes. Okay. That's it. I don't care about victim. I don't want any villains. I don't want any of that. Once you notice that something bad has happened or something good happens is that you have to continuously say, this is happening for me. I don't know what the lesson is. It's happening bad. I'll give you an example. My father passed away in December of 2019. The following three or four months was the start of COVID. And I had this conversation with my mom multiple times and it was very challenging on her. It was challenging on the family is that we're actually happy that dad did not experience COVID because we wouldn't have been able to visit him. We would have been scared to death. Um, and he just would have been cooped up. You know, I just feel bad for all the lonely people out there that had nobody visit him. You know, you, you see videos of people like, I haven't seen my mom in two and a half years. Like, holy shit, like at that age, my dad was 85, like at that age, imagine not seeing him for two fucking years. That's crazy to me, to be honest. So having that idea is that I don't know what this lesson is. I don't like that my father passed away in a month, but then two and a half years later, I look at it and I go, my dad saw me do triathlons. He came to two of my races. Um, I'm very blessed for that. I had an amazing time, amazing father and things like that. And it's like, he lived a good life. So that happened for me and it happened for him. That's what I believe. Number two, all problems are self-created, okay? A lot to push back on this. All problems are self-created, okay? Smallest example is I bought Salesforce. Salesforce is very expensive. It's a CRM, customer relationship management tool. So in other words, in sales, you gotta reach out to people, blah, blah, blah. You already know what it is. I bought Salesforce at the end of 2020, okay? It's expensive to, to get on, it was 2000. And then you have to hire someone for another couple thousand dollars to develop it. I brought on one person, they did nothing. I brought another person, they did nothing. And I'm spending thousands of dollars. I cannot even use this thing. It's just sitting there milking my bank account. I bring on a third person. That person, five to $10,000, they are. So I am 15,000 deep into a system I haven't even used. I haven't even used this system at all, okay? Today, I just started a little bit task management with customer relationship management. And number two is an easy way to blame the three people that did nothing, to blame myself for saying that I got this too early without understanding that Salesforce is very complicated. It takes a lot of money to develop. I didn't go into I went in just completely blind. I wanted a system to be able to handle all the things within my business in one area. And it can do that. I didn't know it was gonna be this complicated. I didn't know it was this hard. I thought it was a plug and play. It is far from that, okay? I can, I now know I created that problem. I hired the person, I bought Salesforce. I continued to, to stay in contracts with Salesforce with this understanding of it's gonna work. It's going to work. All problems are self-created. You snooze your alarm and you don't go to the gym. You created that problem. Well, I was tired. You went to bed late or you're on your cell phone late. You created that problem. You ate late or you drank late or something happened where you, you didn't get a good night's sleep. That's why I track my sleep with an aura ring because I want to know 
what time I went to bed, how long I was in REM sleep, how long was I in light and deep sleep, and it tracks all of that. And it's over time. So it's, it gets to know me, okay? All problems are self-created. Honestly, I wish this was a billboard. Twitter doesn't like that. Twitter wants to say it's everyone else. I had that victim mindset, okay? That has to be the number one thing this year that people get out of their head is that they're a victim because you must be able to create your life. No one's going to care when you're 80 years old and you're still blaming the same thing that you did when you're 25 or 35. It was my mom, it was dad, it was government, it was my kids, it was my job, it was online, it was social media, it was all these things. Who got into that relationship? Who had the kids? You know, it's just, it's incredible. So that's number three. Number four. This is something that I really want to also instill in people is, and in myself, is that stop being liked by all. Stop being liked by all. This is so prevalent in society, it's disgusting, okay? So many people are actually just going out there and saying, what's the new thing? How do I get involved in the new thing? And the new thing is that it's a hashtag, it's this cause, that cause, and they put it up there and they say, did I do the right thing? Am I liked? Ha, your ideas are not your own, okay? To, that's what I say to those people. You know, I, I said on my Instagram stories yesterday, someone I was walking by and they were talking about the Chris Rock, Will Smith thing, and I'm like, it is Wednesday. You know, today's Thursday, but it was Wednesday at the time. Stop talking about it, okay? What, what's your life look like? There, there's so many people that want this grand vision of theirs to be changed. I want my student loans to be forgiven. I want there to be um, no starving child on planet Earth. We all want all those things. But what does your room look like? Or as General McCarthy or McChrystal, McCarthy, McChrystal, one of them. I don't know. It was an Irish person. And Admiral, I'm sorry, Admiral, Admiral something. And he wrote a book called Make Your Bed. That's the first thing you could do when you wake up. It's your first win. It's a small win. It's a big win. Because when you come home from your trip, your travels, whatever you do, going to work, your room's already made. Okay? Your bed's already made. This is another example. I, I got this from Facebook. One of my buddies, he says that before he actually leaves for any trip, any trip, he does all of the deep cleaning he can. He vacuums, he cleans, everything is spotless because when he comes home from the trip, he doesn't want to see a dirty place. And I've adopted that and I said, wow, that's actually a good point is you come home from a trip, you're exhausted, your luggage, you have dirty laundry, you have all this stuff to unpack, especially if you're doing triathlons, and you just want to just unpack, put your dirty laundry away, put your clean laundry away and go to bed. You don't want to be making your bed, cleaning up, and doing these other things like the dishes, the dishwasher, things like that. Stop being liked by all. Honestly, it is, I, I would say there's a book that I'm gonna be reading. I just saw it, Amazon recommended it. They're getting pretty good with their algorithms. And it's called, Have the Courage to be Disliked. Or something along those lines. Courage of being disliked, whatever it is. It's got like three or 4,000 reviews, very positive. I'm going to be reading it. 
and that is gonna be one of the top books I guarantee that I read because it's really gonna speak to me from a former people pleaser, okay? From a former person that was always looking to, do you like me, is this the right thing? Um, if it's not the right thing, I gotta, I gotta make it right. I gotta make sure it's right. And the fifth, fifth one, which is more of a bonus, the law of diminishing returns. Spending excess time doing something with minimal returns after a certain point. Diminishing returns is gigantic. So many people are doing things that are not gonna lead anywhere. Well, I've invested so much time into this. I've invested so much time into this relationship. Listen, if you're married, that's a little bit different. But if you're in a relationship and it's not going well, and you think it's going towards marriage or getting more serious, you gotta cut it off. Or you're in a job, and I know you've spent maybe five, 10 years there, you gotta cut it off. Diminishing returns is only gonna add more time. It's only gonna make you more unhappy. If you stay in something that, well, I've been putting so much money into this. I could say this about Salesforce, to be honest, but I know that there must be a system for the company that I wanna build that all of the things that I wanna do, texting, calling, emailing, mailers, physical mailers, and big blast emails are all done in a system, okay? And it's all centrally located with financial reporting and regular call reporting and lead reporting and transaction reporting and this is what's gonna come through and what's our average commission, what's our average price point, where are we doing the business? I want all that reporting in one place. And I know that it's a great system. So that's podcast number one. Uh, I'm super glad that I got into this and the reason being is, listen, I have so many things, you know, passion is on one of them. I'm looking at a bunch of quotes that I, that I thought of, but also kind of got from other people and I've heard it multiple times. So this is gonna be a long-form podcast. And on top of that, I'm gonna say this, is that 2022 is gonna be a very unique year. It's kind of like 2011. 2011 was the first year that we started coming out of the recession and then it really just rocket blasts and it went for five years. Am I going to say that's going to happen? I don't know. And to be honest, I would say the number one thing to make sure that you have your boundaries set, your principles set, is you have to get your health correct. I say it all the time. You have to get your health correct. This must be your priority. If it's not your priority, you don't have the energy, you don't have the focus, you don't have the bandwidth, you're exhausted, you get into vices, you start drinking, you start smoking, you're drinking too much, you're partying too much, you're watching too much TV, you're, you're literally getting into the things that are making other people rich, and to be honest, making you very unhappy. I was there, I was there for two years. Two years almost to the date, uh, almost to the date two weeks ago, okay? So it's, I'm still getting out of it, I'm still getting my routine, as I, I told this person on the phone this morning, is my routine's not there yet, but I'm, I'm getting small wins. And that's really what it's about. The small win is waking up without snoozing your alarm. It's waking up and doing your workout. It's after your workout, you go and you prospect at your business. Even if nothing comes of it, I sent out probably 15, 20 emails of people that wanted me to follow up with them. Only one person got back to me. Are they gonna get back later? Maybe, I have no idea, but I know that I'm doing the activity, okay? Like I said in the beginning, is that you don't know when you're actually gonna get into shape. You don't know when that girl's gonna come into your life. You don't know when that job's gonna come into your life. But you must be prepared. 
You must be doing the work. And I'll leave you with this. Is This is something that I, I was out in Vegas and I was talking with this guy who he teaches guys how to get better with approaching girls, keeping in relationships and things like that. He was on a very popular TV show and he became a client of mine. And this is in like 2010. And I didn't know about it. I saw the movie Hitch. I, I thought it was a fake movie, to be honest. I thought it was a good concept, but no one's out there that would do it. And I've noticed there's actually a very large industry around it. And he said something very interesting, is that there's no opportunity where it's going to be easy to actually approach the girl. And I thought about that, and I said, that could be in any area of life. You know, the opportunity maybe to be on TV or to be on a podcast. And you go into the opportunity, and you either say yes or no because you've been doing the work. You've been doing the bicep reps of doing a live video like this. So riffing isn't that hard. Okay, my mom said this in Florida. She goes, you know, God gave you this gift. And I said, you know, maybe, <laughs> but that honestly discounts this massive drive to understand people, to understand myself, to understand how to influence or lead myself and then other people to just get to first principles on everything between health, wealth, happiness, contentness. What is that? You know, and I, I would say that as much as I want to put it out as, you know, a creator, if you're not doing the work, I'm not going to get the opportunity to spread the message, to be able to influence the message, to be engaging enough, to be good enough, to be knowledgeable enough. I'm actually, unless I'm actually doing the work every single day. Last night, perfect example is I'm going online and I'm looking up things that can actually improve my workouts. There's a mask that you can wear, and it's like, I forget what it's called. It's, it's a training mask, and it restricts airflow. I breathe through my nose when I work out, and I notice that when I walk up steps, I keep my mouth shut all day. I want, I want a smaller airflow, and the reason being is that it has trained my lungs to be stronger, larger. I go deeper into my breath instead of the shallow breathing up top. I've noticed my voice is more pronounced or I can get it further out or I can project it further out instead of talking up here in my nose. I'm talking down in my diaphragm and it has taken years to get to this point. It has taken years. This isn't like, I know my mom says, you know, it was just given to me. Like, yes, I, I appreciate the life and my, and my upbringing and things like that. But this was cultivated over 14 hard years, okay? And the reason I say, and the reason I brought up before is this person in 2010 who is saying, there's no opportunity where this beautiful girl is going to be looking at you and say, please approach me. Please ask me out. Here's my number. Because that doesn't happen. Opportunities like that are going to be a challenge. You're going to have to interrupt her day. You're going to have to be engaging. You're going to have to be exciting enough to get her number and then ask her out. And then you're going to also have to be fun and interesting on the date. And by the way, how do you cultivate that? That's years of challenging yourself. That's years of getting out of your comfort zone. That's years of growing. That's years of challenging your beliefs. That's years of saying, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Hey, maybe someone else actually knows something more than I do, okay? And when you do that over the years, an opportunity, and this is happening to me right now, is that opportunities of say a pretty girl on, it's now social media or a, or, um, a dating site, is on there and I go, this girl would never talk to me five years ago. Never, never would have talked. But now I'm like, 
is she my type? And the reason being is that what is my focus? Just to wrap this all up, what is my focus? My focus, where am I putting my attention? Where am I putting my value? It is on personal development with health, number one. What am I doing when it comes to eating? How am I sleeping? How am I exercising? You know, this is exercising, this is sleeping. And eating-wise, it's pretty straightforward. You know, just, just it's, 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 it's hard to consistently do. So health is number one. Then I go for work and I say, okay, for her, is, is she healthy? Does she like to go out? I'm actually qualifying her. And at a point, I'm actually going to, in the future, be qualifying leads and opportunities within my business because I've done the work and I don't need more business for me to take on. Not yet. I'm not there yet. That's where I want to build the sales force and things like that. But I can tell you right now is that if I'm not actually growing, if I'm not actually expanding, if I'm not actually pushing my comfort zone, the opportunity to say no to business or the opportunity to question the lead or the home or the listing and say, listen, I'm not going to be able to list it at that price or we're charging 6%. We're not going to take 5% or 4% or whatever the case is to get there. I got to be able to do what I did in my dating life as I as I'm going to be doing in my work life or I'm going to be able to do that in my athleticism. And and I know I said I'm going to end it on this is this is the last thing is that you must have Joe DeSena talks about this. Joe DeSena he's he's got a book back there. He runs Spartan races and things like that, but he says something very interesting is that you must have something on the calendar. You must have something on the calendar. It is the only way to actually have a goal. You must always have something on the calendar. That something is, I'm going to make sure that I purchase the domain name of the business I want to run. I want to, I want to submit the LLC to my state to make sure that I get incorporated. I want to make sure that I have a half marathon every single year in October or in July or in May. And then I have another one in October. If nothing's on the calendar, you have nothing to strive for. And the book that I just read was extremely interesting. They said something that was so revolutionary is that when you grow up, everything is novel. Everything's novel. Everything's brand new. So time goes slow. But as you get used to the same thing every single day, time speeds up because nothing is novel. Nothing is new. So the only way to get things that are new is to put something on the calendar half marathon, full marathon, LLC, starting my own business, uh, a project at home like building a shed or redoing the deck or whatever that is for you, a passion, a hobby, restoring the car. So that's today's first podcast. We're at 35 minutes. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you have any questions, 